Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sim Sundays. Uh, it's just me again this week. Uh, it kind of pains me a little bit to say it. Chris is in Hawaii. He's in Hawaii because that's something you do when you live in North America. So, Chris, if you're listening and watching, I hope you're having a great time in Hawaii. So it's just me this week, and I am joined by Dave Cam. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I mean, it's not bad in the northeast of England, <laughs> right. is it? I mean, northeast of England, Hawaii. You know. Yeah, I uh, messaged you this morning because so, so we're both from a very similar part of the world and uh, there's a, a go-kart track local to both of us. And I, I said, I've tried to get you to come along a couple of times. I'm not sure. Not sure it's for you. Um, but <laughs> you didn't seem you didn't seem keen. Uh, and I was going to message again uh, this week to say, you should come along. It'd be great fun. And it was raining so hard. And all, you know, what go... Right, That's exactly. Why. You know what karting is like when it's raining? It's just absolute carnage. It was, uh, it was pretty miserable. But anyway... I'm up, for, I'm up for it though I'll just put it out there I am up for it I am up well, for it we should do it we should do it it's a good it's a good track Karting yes, Northeast little, little plug definitely. and actually you know what I yes. was going to start by mentioning the, the one time that we'd met which was the Sim Racing Expo um, and I was kind of going to use that as a segue into this beautifully prepared interview that I've got got lined up but you know what I've just realised talking about Karting Northeast is that actually we haven't met so much before but <laughs> yeah, I remember you told me the story. Yeah, you were watching me eating my bacon sandwich, weren't you? It was. That's what you were doing. You were you were drooling over my bacon. Honestly, you'd be sauce. forgiven for thinking this is the weirdest fanboy story ever. So I was on my way to the the karting track in Sunderland, and on the way there, as I do, bit of pre race, you know, athletes' energy. I stopped to get a car at McDonald's, and I remember getting out of the car for some reason. I was just sat there, just having like a coffee and a, a whatever, some kind of sandwich. And I looked over and I think you and Mrs. Dave can was sat in the car looking straight across at me. I had my grid finder hoodie and I was like, right, I've lingered here too long. I can't walk over now because I think he's seen me. And if I just linger and then wander over and say, <laughs> say too hello. To, yeah, Dave like, oh, too God, long. it's one of my sim racing fans. So they, 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 they <laughs> found me. They found me in Sunderland. <laughs> you should have popped over. You should have popped over. I would have shared my hash brown. Oh, yeah. I would have shared my... They are magical. Hash brown. I actually had to... I had, I oh, had two this morning. Anyway, let's not get into let's not get into all that. <laughs> so we met uh, a year ago at the Sim Racing Expo, and it yep, was at a strange time, right? Because it was just post COVID, and your channel had seen a massive, yeah. massive rise, and a lot of sim racing had seen a had seen a huge boom. And the Sim Racing Expo was really the first time that everybody could get back together after um after covid no one kind of got back together all the hardware manufacturers were there and there was a lot of streamers i remember seeing uh gamer muscle with his with his selfie stick for like a solid 20 yeah. 25 30 yeah, hours running yeah. around and, and you and mrs dave cam were were there and uh yeah we had a good time we um we went to the the esports lounge in the evening and we did yeah. the 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 24 hours at well the nurburgring challenge one one by yeah. not was one by jimmy broadbent if i remember Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy did win it. Yeah, but it was um, it was a great community event. And it was the first time that I'd been to something like this where it was an event put on by an industry and all the people who have some kind of stake in the industry were there. And it's all sorts of people. It's, it's streamers, it was racers, it was hardware producers. How much of that have you managed to build into your, your streaming career? I mean, that was the first event like that I'd, I'd been to because I've not been sim racing that long. You know, five and a half years, that's all... That's all I've been doing. And that was the first time I had a chance to go to the Expo and, and, 
and it was incredible. I mean, I've always been a motorcyclist, and I've always gone out on a Sunday with friends, and you'd go for a to a bike meet, and and it, it was a very similar vibe. You know, you all had this common interest. So it was like us bikers meeting up, and whoever it was, whatever bike you rode, you know, a little nod of the head, you were all on the same page. And it was very similar at the expo. Um, you know, we were all kind of linked with this weird little hobby that we've got, and we all shared this very similar passion, no matter who you were or, or what sim you liked. Um, with regards to bringing it into the community, well... I don't really think too much about things like that. You know, I'm just a sim racer, exactly the same as, as anybody else that sim races. You know, I, I'm exactly the same. So I, and I don't, I'm embarrassed to say I don't really put any time into what I do. I don't think about it too much uh, because I'm just a sim <laughs> racer. And I just happen to upload my videos to YouTube. So um, I didn't walk around with a selfie stick because I wanted to experience it as a punter. I didn't want to be there with a camera. Yeah, I recorded a, co a couple of very small pieces which i never actually used i never made a video on my experience because i just wanted to experience it as a you know as a paying punter you know so i paid queued like everybody else mm. went in i just wanted to do it as you would you know a, a punter and, and absolutely absolutely loved it yeah it was it was uh, i really enjoyed it i'm looking forward to the next one as well but you're right i i, I just i just think to remember whenever you queued up for and you and you a motion rig yeah. they were particularly popular you know the crazy ones that send you all over the place and doing 360 loop the loops and those those ones i remember lots of people queuing up and whilst you you're standing in the queue yeah. everyone was yeah. talking to each yeah. other about all sorts because if you think about it there's so much yeah. to sim racing yeah. there's so much to talk about and you're right every, everybody kind of had that shared yes. shared yeah. passion when you were there there was, there was always yeah, yeah. something to talk about you yeah. know whether it was in the bar at the end of the day or whether it was in the queue it was great but it's interesting that you say that you haven't sim raced for too long five and a half years because I, I i remember thinking this during our last podcast i was like when does sim racing really become mm. sim racing because you could argue that in, in terms of technology it really became a simulation maybe five and a half years yeah. ago it might have been about spot on where it's it kind of the technology kind of caught up to a stage where you could genuinely call it simulation i had <laughs> i had down in my notes here that i kind of always considered you the Old. The old guard, no, <laughs> the old guard, the old yeah. guard, which has a has a more I kind mean, of I, ma majestic quality. <laughs> I, I I used to game back in the day, you know, and Gr Grand Prix Legends. I played Grand Prix Legends, so I suppose I was sim racing then, but it it wasn't like it is now. You know, I used, to, I used to, I used to get on a wheel, a Microsoft Sidewinder wheel, and I used to take my computer down to my friend's house in his dining room with a network cable, and we used to race against each other and spin nice. off lots on. Grand Prix Legends because we were both rubbish, and that but that was as far as it went. And then I had mm. consoles and played offline. You know, I didn't play online, like Ridge Racer and things like that. And then had kids and then didn't game for I don't know 15, 20 years. I had a console and played FIFA. Is that what but, happens? But yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, you just <laughs> you, you say goodbye to everything that you enjoy for 15, 20 years, and and then in twenty seventeen, um, I thought right, I'm going to build a computer. I haven't done it for a long time. So I'll build a computer, then Steam. Steam wasn't even a thing when I last mm. had a computer. You know, there was you used to buy your, your games and put the CD in. You know, there was no yeah, downloading yeah. As, as it is now. Age of Empires 2, and you put in that, yeah, that yeah, key. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like 24-digit yeah, key. Yeah, yeah, the anti- You'd always get it wrong first time, yeah, but that's part yeah. of the fun. Um, <laughs> so then I discovered Steam, and then that was it. I found iRacing, and that was like eight ninety nine or something. I thought, that's a cheap game. I'll buy that one. Just had a gamepad, not realizing that was the subscription every month. 
Um, but yeah. then that was it. I downloaded iRacing, did one race on a gamepad. The next next day I went and bought a wheel. And then a couple of days after I bought two more screens. And then that was it. Like hooked. Snowballed from there. So, yeah. And I think that's probably a journey that lots of people yeah. listening can can relate to you kind of oh, start with the the old fold yeah, up placey yeah. i can put it away when yeah. i'm not using it and then all of a sudden it's like right darling we need yeah, to move yeah. house because we need a room so i've always liked games and i remember playing um a game at the arcade you know the the, the seaside with hard driving it was like a big cockpit but it had like a a full h pattern shifted with a clutch and mm. like awful when i think back now the all, all terrible graphics um but it it felt real because it had a full H pattern shifter and stuff like that. So I've always liked racing games, and I played offline like motorcycle games because I've always been a biker. But I've always liked cars, but never really, embarrassingly, I've never really paid any attention into motorsport really. Although I like the cars, that's interesting. I've not really been a motorsport fan. I've not been a fanboy of anybody in particular. I used to watch rallycross back in the day, but again, just because they look cool when they skidded around the corners. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing. Like, never really followed motorsport. The first motorsport event I went to was last year, the British Grand Prix at Silverstone. I'd never been to a motorsport event before then. So that's... So So is it fair to say, then, that you got into motorsport through sim racing? I'm assuming that you're into mo- motorsport yeah, yeah, now. You yeah, might yeah, not yeah, be. I, 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 but I wasn't a fan of Formula One until I experienced it in person last year and felt the atmosphere mm. at Silverstone. And then it was like, wow, wow, this is incredible. And it was probably... You couldn't re- you couldn't really see much, you know. You saw them going around once a lap, and you didn't know what was going on. Everybody was going so fast, but it was the atmosphere, the crowd, and I thought, wow, mm. this is incredible. And then because I'd been once, I followed it, and then I got invested in the the sport, and I knew who people were, and and a little story between drivers and things like that. And then watched, you know, the Netflix series and watched all yeah. that and caught up. Yeah. So then it is a bit of a story, isn't it? When you get into it, there is a bit of a storyline there within within Formula One. So yeah. And then obviously touring cars, I've been to a, a touring car race and I follow kind of a lot of things now. And probably a lot of it's to do with racing them actually on, on iRacing. You know, you'll like Ollie Behrman who races in F2, mm. I raced him a few times, had some great races, you know, and like all these racing drivers that you race with and you think, oh shit, they actually race in real life. Yeah. I'm going to go and watch, I'm going to follow them now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. taken me from sim racing into kind of following motorsport roughly. But yeah, I do I do enjoy it more yeah. now, definitely. That's, yeah, I mean, that's very cool. That's that's, that's basically the same journey that I went on. Um, it wasn't the hardcore sim racing that then led me to motorsport. It was actually the F1 game, which I played on a gamepad and I got really, really into it. And even on a gamepad, you start to appreciate the craft yeah. that is yeah. racing. Um, you know, even things like DRS, ERS mm. management, fuel management. Well, they've removed the fuel management now, obviously, but fuel management and uh, what a racing line yeah. is and what a pit stop strategy is. And and I think probably most importantly, characters of tracks. So when you when I, I remember being a kid and my granddad, he used to watch Formula One all the time. And whenever I went to his house, we had to watch it if it was if it was on on the Sunday. And I remember thinking the old the old phrase that every kid has probably said at some point it's just cars going round and round in circles it's boring like and i remember thinking exactly exactly that i was like this is up this is up for me and then i played the game once it was it was back in a former life i was on a i was an old naval base and we were bored on a course and we started playing uh we started playing the formula one games i was like ah all of these tracks feel so different like they've all got their own little like personalities like you know spa versus versus austria 
so I started watching them and then you you know you'd you'd watch a driver go around a corner and you'd say something completely moronic being like ah oh, he could have taken that yeah. a bit faster i think or yeah. or he definitely yeah. shouldn't be overtaking no. there because yeah. now yes. that i've played yeah. f1 2014 or yeah. it was like you, you understand I know. where and when not to yeah yeah and that's it, probably why i yeah. like motorsport now is because i understand the craft that i understand or or kind of understand or can imagine what the drivers are thinking when they're going around where they are and when they should make a move when they should back out when they should sit behind and I kind of understand mm. it more now from a driver's point of view, even though I've never driven a car on track in my life. I've, I understand it a bit more just from the simulator. So when you, you know, you, you said that you bought your, your first simulator and you went straight for PC and it sounds like you went straight for, for triple monitor. So you must have been fairly confident when you started that this this was a bit of you. This was yeah, right up your yeah. street. Yeah, because I couldn't believe it when I, when I loaded up iRace and I couldn't believe that the, the cars that I was racing against were people. Mm-hmm. real people because back then like you know the, it was dial-up internet you know when i last had a pc yeah you know there was you know i think adsl had just just came in so it was like i don't know what the speed was then half a megabit or something. yeah yeah I, I don't know what it was like it wasn't a lot um but back then it was a massive leap from dial-up so there was no <clears throat> there was no real online racing you could play i remember play, playing quake 2 or something online um but yeah, I couldn't believe that they were actually real people, and and the, it was it looked as if it was against the AI. You know, there was there was no lag. You know, everything everybody was where you thought they mm-hmm. should be. Um, yeah, so I I couldn't believe that when I when I went on, and then I thought, crikey, this is ah oh, this I like this this is, and I was terrible. I was really bad, like so bad. Um, but then I just couldn't stop. You know, every like you know every when I wasn't working, I was like just hammering it constantly just hammering it it was like it was incredible it was like the first year that i did i did something like 600 700 races in that first year on on i racing i was just hammering it every time i was off i was like, right that's it i'm gonna every time i had a couple of hours spare i was on that was do it. you think do you think sim racing appeals to a certain type of person do you think there's a, like a personality trait that kind of goes hand in hand with with sim racing because it, it, it's kind of an odd hobby in that yeah it, you get to a stage where you don't really make leaps and bounds in, in progress. It's all no. minuscule. So you, you could see yeah. how for somebody with a short attention span, it, it could get boring, yeah. right? Especially if you didn't save tracks yeah. again or an endurance race. I mean, and the t- whenever I, I've got into a hobby, whatever that hobby is, I always, you know, go right into it. When I was into motorcycles, I was right into my motorcycles. You know, I was, I was in, mm. that was it. And I'm the same with everything. You know, when I, whatever i've done you know i wanted to learn the guitar i couldn't because my fingers are too short and stumpy so i bought a drum kit and i was right into well i think so i've got like i've got hands like pigs trotters it's like a it's golf like, handicap so, you get like so, so yeah so i bought a drum kit i thought well i can't i haven't got the finesse so i'm just hit stuff so like i just wanted to do something so i think it would I'm, I'm very kind of uh if i if I, take, if I want to do something i take it seriously and i think a lot of people that sim race do that because yeah the, the gains aren't that great when you when you've been doing it a while that you know the the gains aren't if i went and practiced you know i'd i'd be looking to gain a tenth to two tenths mm-hmm. you know over a session which which is not a lot at all really for the for the effort that you put in you know you could spend an hour practicing and maybe gain a couple of tenths three tenths so do you think so yes yeah, so i think it is a, a certain type of person that does it you know yeah you, you kind of i think you have to be i think you have to kind of you have to love that relentless pursuit for 
the yeah. final tenth, right? Yeah. And I'm quite competitive as well. I always have been, you know, when I was younger playing sports, football and stuff. I was always quite competitive. Whatever I do, I want to win. Hmm. But as I've got older, I think I've got a little bit more gracious when I don't. You know, I probably would have, you know, thrown a tantrum, you know, years ago. And pro- probably did when I first started sim racing. You know, the amount of times that I've pressed the push the talk button and, and gave somebody a piece <laughs> of my mind. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I was going to write them a strongly worded letter. You, you, sh- um, <laughs> you really should. Sure. A formal um, complaint but, is coming. Oh, no, yes, no, what's it called yes. in iRacing? A protest. I will protest, a protest, protest you, you, sir. You, you overtook me, yes. <laughs> but now, so I'm a little bit more gracious now. So I don't, I'm still competitive, but I don't mind now if I don't win, which is mm. a lot. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of quite happy mid-pack, back of the pack, whatever it is, as long as... I'm racing and it's about the craft and it's about kind of outsmarting somebody rather mm. than outright pace and and things like that. That's kind of what I'm into now. Well, I was going to say, I find that your your channel seems to, you're, you're kind of like, your speciality, in my opinion, as a just one of many viewers, is that you kind of straddle the world of performance and entertainment quite well in that you tell the story of the race, yeah, but you're not just you know you're not just going into like a casual open lobby these are kind of highly ranked i racing rate uh i rating races so you're kind of covering both you're kind of giving an insight into racing at that level but at the same time making a story out of it and not making it too yeah dull was that a conscious decision or was that just what you enjoyed Um, not really um i discovered that afterwards that and i realized that there is always a story to tell in whatever race you enter, you know, you've got your own performance that you can discuss. And I don't do that consciously, um, but you can talk about your own performance, what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you can do better. But then there's always battles in front that you can discuss. Mm-hmm. Cars are dropping back, cars are pulling away, cars are maybe too wide, or oh, that might drag us in. The guy behind's catching, he's battling with mm. somebody. I need to pit now, then try and undercut. Or... Yeah. So there's always a story, and that always unfolds during the race. There's always that idiot driver at the beginning that overtakes you at the start makes it three wide and you back out oh we'll see you again <laughs> you know, and, and then later on lo and behold yeah. you do yeah. you know, at the side of the track so there is always a story to tell um and I, i'm i wouldn't just sit there driving around because that's of no value to mm. anybody i don't think um unless you're super quick and you you know you're going for the win but i'm not so yeah you've got to there's got to be some story um and, and i just say what i'm thinking really i don't put any thought I was, into it and i probably come out with a load of rubbish at times well i was just about to say that it it's because a lot of people will when they talk about sim racing streamers a, a comment that a lot of people make is how do they do it how do they focus on the race whilst also streaming and entertaining and engaging with yeah. the chat but i feel like you yeah. have a slightly different approach which is it, it you don't necessarily engage in the chat in a kind of to entertain sort of way to kind of you mm. know kind of um like garner a, a community th- through the stream through the live stream yeah. because everything is 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 on demand right um yeah. so you use kind of your conscious conscience what would you call it a conscious stream of thought whilst you're mm. racing so you basically yes. think out loud whilst you're racing right yeah, yeah 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 and that's weird because if i do a race now that's not if I'm not recording it for whatever reason or if I just jump on, because pretty much everything that you see on, on YouTube, it's pretty much all I race now. You know, I, I'll get on there and I'll do a race and I'll record it. So if I do one that I don't race, it seems weird if I don't talk. Yeah. You know, if I'm just sitting there, if the microphone's not here, you know, if it's down there, it feels weird. Yeah. So it's it's almost like a comfort thing now that I'm, I'm talking. And wh- whether that helps me 
you know, it might help me kind of focus more if I'm actually verbalizing what I'm seeing and what's going on. Mm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it feels strange if I'm not yabbering on talking about things and telling off Jim the crew chief. And stuff like <laughs> I love that, the yeah. crew chief. Um, so, but has that has that developed? Like, so talk talk to us about like the first stream you did. There must have been a conscious decision at some point where you went, "I'm going to stream my races." That what was the motivation behind that? Well, there was my son James. He's 16 now. So when we started, um, he wanted to be a YouTuber. You know, 11 years old, he wanted to be a YouTuber. Um, so I said, all right, son, well, I'll, me and you will both do a channel. And you, he was playing Rainbow Six or whatever it was, Grand Theft Auto or something like that at 11, mm-hmm. you know, responsible parents. Um, so he's playing that. But I already had a YouTube channel, but I just uploaded some like motorcycle videos and track days and things like that. Just didn't use it for anything. And I had no intention of like uploading videos never for in a million years thought that anybody would subscribe to my channel like never i was just going through the motions uploading a video and james would upload a video to his and lo and behold mine took off a little bit james didn't (laughs) so i felt like a right you know bad parent how did you how did you Uh, hide the algorithm what happened it's like dad dad are we gonna upload a video i can't son i'm doing mine i can't do mine so so i felt really bad and james is you know, he's only got 100 odd subscribers, you know, and that was pretty much all he got, you uh-huh. know, and then mine kind of took off a little bit for whatever reason. And you remind him every um, single Christmas dinner. Of course, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah nice. of course, Quite yeah, right yeah. Too. Pass, this, pass the sprouts to the YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, he's, so that's how it started, really, and I uploaded a video, there was no web uh, face cam on, but I didn't know how to stream. I'd just kind of watch YouTube videos, or James probably taught me, actually, or set it all up for me. I didn't know anything about it. Didn't know anything about video editing, like, like nothing, like absolutely zero. Didn't know anything. I'd like, I'd had computers before, but like, you know, nothing to, to what I'm doing now. You know, I'd never in a million years thought I would be able to do like video editing or, you know, stream or anything like that. Um, so yeah, so it was all kind of self-taught. It took a while. So the first video was like no face cam on. It was just me talking. I think I knocked somebody off or it was, <laughs> a, it was at um, Laguna Sacra in the Mazda. Oh, nice, on, nice. We're going back to your roots. Racing. Yeah, kind yeah of. back to the roots, yeah. yeah. So that's how it started. And then over time, I, I put a face cam on. And when I think look back now, and it was like horrendous, you know, the earlier videos, they were like right. really bad. But it was, I haven't changed that much. You know, I've, I've got some fancy lighting now. That's about it. I've got some fancy lighting. Oh, just, and that's about it, really. Is that, the, is that genuinely know, the still, only thing that's changed? You must, have, you must have changed your approach. There must have been lessons you've learned about, <laughs> not not the technical side of things, because obviously that's always, yeah. you're always going to iterate on that. But I mean, yeah, yeah. how you put together a video and how you talk whilst you're, whilst yeah. you're live. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because over time, you, you realize that there's actually kids watch some of my stuff. And I always try uh, and... Interesting. I always try and... Like, I mean, I put stuff out there, and I, I've always said this, I'll put things out there, and if people watch it, great. If they don't, that's mm-hmm. fine as well. There's there's loads of other things on YouTube, and I'd, I would never be censored. However, I feel a little bit responsible if I'm effing and jeffing in front of little Jimmy, who's nine years old, you know, and then he goes and says that to his it mom. It sounds like there's a story you know? here. <laughs> it sounds like... Uh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> yeah. Has, has there been, a, has there been a, a, an incident? No, not an incident, not no, an incident. <laughs> no, there hasn't. Uh, but I think, because when I first started all, I was I was a serving police officer, so... Right. Um, and I thought, if that ever gets out, <laughs> you know, because I kept them completely separate, nobody at work knew. Oh, interesting. Uh, nobody at work knew. And it was like kind of embarrassing, because... 
I mean, I made a video a while ago about like sim racing about, and, and it was a bit of a a satirical video about you know how it ruins your life and stuff like yes, that. Yes, I, I saw that. It's brilliant. Like that. It's so funny. And, but but in part of the video, it was like kind of all true what I was saying. Part of the video is like, you know, you won't tell your friends about your hobby because, you know, they won't understand. Mm-hmm. They're, they're normal people. And it is a little bit of a niche hobby. Yeah. And if you say to people, look, I'm driving around in a pretend race car. Oh, by the way, my pedals cost more than X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, what? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I didn't tell anybody about that. So I kept things completely separate. And again, I was conscious of the fact that I didn't want to get pulled into the office <laughs> or the superintendent's corner office on a, a Monday morning saying, Dave, can I have a word? You've, you've, told little jimmy on the stream to have off you know <laughs> we've got a complaint so um so yeah so i was conscious of that as well so i, I never never told anybody at, at work and and there was very very few people that knew in youtube land as well because th- there is a couple of videos on youtube from my past life where um i got an award and things like that all oh, right and some people had found that right. they must have been searching dave cameron on the internet <laughs> and found yeah you know this face this money maker uh-huh. they must have they must have seen that on this <laughs> other video um and and there are a couple of people, times i've been streaming and they've typed in or oh, saw this video of you and it's like oh crikey i don't really want the two worlds no. to, to to merge until that was behind me yeah I, yeah i suppose um sim racing is still niche enough or was niche enough when you were serving that yeah. it would have been a very odd crossover to be definitely. to arrest somebody and they're like, oh, I'm one of your subscribers. I'll, I'll be unsubscribing definitely. now. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I used to go on patrol in a small town called Appleby. I know Appleby. And there was a, a subscriber that he didn't know I was a cop, but he'd said previously on a stream, because I think I'd said in the stream that I was from Cumbria originally, and he'd said on the stream, oh, I'm from Appleby. And I oh, thought, no. that, was, that was my patch. I was the community Bobby for Appleby. Uh-huh. I thought if I'm on patrol in Appleby and Dave Cam drives down a police van, like, oh, how do you, what do you do? You know, what do you do? But thankfully, n- nobody ever, ever recognized me. Not that they would, but you that know, would be quite surreal. Uh, Occasionally, you get weirdos be. in the McDonald's car park recognizing you, but you know, we, you just call the, yeah, call the they, police and move thankfully, on. Thankfully, if you ignore them long enough, they just, they just don't approach, they just drive <laughs> just off. just turn around and drive if, off in If you ignore them, they just, they just book it off, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you haven't told you friends about sim racing and th- that's kind yeah. of interesting because i remember going through a very similar process with grid finder yeah. and sim racing and i, I and i could yeah. never put my finger on it and, and to this day maybe i still can't i i just distinctly remember this feeling that if i told a friend of mine i'm really into sim racing i've bought all this yeah. equipment and i now spend quite a lot of time and i and i race with these people that i've never met i you know i met them online yeah. they're all gamers they could be 15 years old they could be 60 for yeah. all i know Oh, and by the way, yeah. I'm starting this like website project where I'm going to bring them all together. This incredibly niche world, I, I'd, I'd have been embarrassed, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, I can't really put my finger on why, and I think it's to do with a stigma about gaming being yeah, for that, kids. That, that yes, yes, and the internet and meeting people on the internet, and I think that's what it all is. It's just yeah, I've been talking to somebody on the internet. Just that sentence. Mm. Makes people think, oh, there's something wrong. It's from there. the, um, the it's from the days of, of dial-up and AOL chat rooms, right? Yeah, it'd be something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ICQ and all that, <laughs> yeah, um, or whatever I mean, that that's means. That's a long time ago. Yeah. that's a long time ago. That's before your time, before Messenger or MSN or <sighs> um, a long time ago. So yeah, I think that it is this stigma surrounding it, and it's the gaming thing. But since I've left the police. The people that there's a couple of people that I worked with actually have YouTube channels that I've found out since. Interesting, and obviously they're the same, keeping it to themselves. Yeah. 
uh, one does like a podcast. I don't know what it's surrounded, but he does a, a podcast every mm. week. And then there's somebody else that I've looked at his channel. He's got some right weird stuff on there. <laughs> and I think, crikey, if people at work did know about that. I won't blow your cover, <laughs> but like... Well, this is this yeah. is kind of it in a nutshell, isn't it? Because if you stream, you kind of... You're, you're, you're essentially putting your personality out there unless it's really like yeah. informational but e- even then you're yeah. kind of putting out your your passion for, for something out there yeah. to be critiqued and there'd be yeah. nothing worse than putting together a video about something you absolutely love spending the hours that you probably spend on your first video editing because it takes forever to learn yeah. putting it out yeah. there and then your mates laughing at you that like that yeah, that's just, that must be like soul crushingly yeah oh, it would be depressing it would be definitely definitely i mean thankfully nobody ever not that I'm aware of, but nobody ever saw what I was doing or, mm. or realized what I was doing until until after. And it was only, it was at Silverstone last year, I got a, a message, a WhatsApp message off a lad I worked with and said, oh, what's this about you being a big YouTuber or something like that? And I think I was approaching 50,000 subscribers. And that was like, that was July last year. And I, I was, I'd put my notice in, I was actually leaving right. the job a few days later. It wasn't long after, so I says, yeah, well, yeah, this is, it's just a hobby, which it is, it, and it still is. It's not, it's not a career, it's not a job, it's just a, just a hobby, you know. Um, that's all it is. So um, that's, how, that's what I've told everybody, and it's just a hobby. It's a phase, it'll pass. It's just a phase I'm going through. It, it's really interesting, because having spoken now to, I think, I think this is episode number 14, so we've spoken to a lot of people in sim racing, and there's a real sliding scale of... I was going to say commitment, but that's the wrong word because you know you wouldn't say that you weren't committed to sim racing. But what's the you know you've just said that it's not a career move. So I'm trying to what, what the best way of saying it is. But you know you're not. It's not your your yeah. whole raison d'etre isn't isn't sim racing. Whereas for somebody who's an esports pro, for example, they might be thinking, well, this is this is what I want to do. This is my my career. Yeah. But the interesting thing is is that I haven't seen yeah. a, a particularly strong correlation yeah. between. Those who are like, right, this is my career. This is what I want to do. I'm going to put myself out there and I'm, I'm going to become a sim racing personality in whichever guise. So streamer, entertainer, race, whatever it is. And success. And actually a lot yeah. of the time, so someone like, uh, yeah. like uh, we had GP laps and random yeah. call sign. They, you, you know, speaking to them, they're doing it as a hobby, as you've said, yeah. you know, it's, it's still a passion. Mm-hmm. They're not going full time on it. And I remember, yeah. I remember. I think it was after the GP laps one. And I was thinking about this, and I was like, "Why is it that mm. people who seem to be really casual about it are having just as much, if not more, success than the streamers who are who are full time devoted, are getting deep in the numbers, trying yeah. to work out the algorithm, blah 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 blah? Yeah. Why is that? And I think, and I would be interested to see mm. your opinion on this, but yeah. I think it's because people can relate to it more because your viewers who are sim racers are very, very unlikely to be doing it mm. as something they think is going to be a career. They're doing it because it's their hobby. So watching somebody else who is also doing it as a hobby mm. is more relatable. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you're doing it as a hobby, you know, I think anybody that goes into YouTube streaming with that mindset, and it's been said many times before, mm. but anybody that goes into it with the mindset, right, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a big streamer. I'm going to make lots of money. I think that that will come across to the viewer. I think everything will feel a bit forced. And I've I've said this to people before. You've got to be yourself from day one. You've got to be yourself. If you are a right boring sod with with no banter, well, so be it. And that's it. Because that's who you are. And at some point, this ah, this personality is yeah. just going to disappear. And you're going to be left, left with this 
you know, what you are. You can't change who you are. You are who you are. And and I've never kind of thought, right, I'm going to do something wacky. I, you know, I made a video once and I put a baseball cap on. I started talking like pumped. <laughs> I, yeah, that's not me at all. You know, I, I just, why, why, so, why? Why? I haven't I seen remember. that one. So without was, context, um, it's. Sounds... I think it was like tips for streamers or tips for. for it was oh, like, well, nice. always be yourself. Don't try and be who you're not. Right. So this, but this is me, right? So if we went to the pub, this is this is the same. who you'd get off. Went for a coffee. It's not. It's a, It's no different. And I couldn't be who I'm not. So th- that would be my advice to anybody. Don't get into it and, and try and be somebody else because that does, you know, people notice that. People, mm. you know, so Will, Bo- Will, uh, Will Boost, Will from Boosted Media tweeted the other day and he says, your vibe attracts your tribe. And I'd never heard that before. Mm. And it does. Yeah. So, so however you are will attract similar people. And if people are all zany, wacky, in your chat, then you've got to try and keep that up. It'd be exhausting. You drive yourself absolutely insane. So I'm happy that I can plonk my backside in this rig and I can just be me and I don't have to pretend to be anybody else. And anybody that's ever met me before, yourself, anybody, will know that, like, this is just me. I'm no different to to, to when I'm in the rig to when you meet me in person, like at the Expo or any other events. Exactly the same. So I think, to answer the question, I think I've just come across, I think, and Mm. I think that's probably... Why people? Oh, this this fella's he's all right. He's not trying to be something. He's not because I think anybody that's switched on can see that. Yeah, I think, yeah. You know, it, I, I I watch people on YouTube and I think, why are they so loud? Why is he doing that? It doesn't need to do that. When you turn the camera yeah. off, he's probably not. Yeah, yeah. Just bang. That's it. Lights same. off. Yeah, goes and sits in a dark room. But you have experimented a little bit with the format, right? So yeah. you, you you've done some. Um, they weren't kind of tutorials, but it was kind of a like lessons for iRacing, yeah. like things to yeah. think about when you start yeah. iRacing. So, yeah. so at that point, did, were you trying to come up with some playlist ideas, or what was the thought? No, there? no, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. That wasn't for me at all. But believe it or not, that was for for the viewer. You know, I I didn't. The views on those type of videos are down. You're not that I look at numbers, but the views on that type of video, like back then when I was doing Truck Guys to start with, they were down. But it helped lots of people out when i started i remember doing a gt3 race at donington on iris and i was like right at the back and i was completely out of my league like completely out of my league and i thought what am i doing wrong mm. and i couldn't find anything to help <clears throat> you know there wasn't i don't know whether you know sim racing hadn't made that you know big jump at that point 2017 back into 2017 but there was nothing really and, and i thought to myself well if i can share what i've learned in the two or three years that i've been doing it with somebody else the little tips and tricks that i now know that i didn't know yeah. if i can share that with somebody great and that and that's what i'm on the amount of messages that that i get it's, it's it's insane but i always try and help not blow my own trumpet but i always try and help because i know what it's like to be in that position where you, you don't know your backside from your elbow and, and you know got all this equipment and there's a there's a lot to think about, lots of setup. So I always try and yeah. help where I can. Well, there's a huge learning curve, isn't there? And I think that's something that, that's something that you know people like yourself definitely help with. So you got especially if you start on a PC rather than PlayStation or Xbox, right? Because yeah. if you start with a PC and you've not done a PC before and you yeah. don't know what a mod is, yeah, then yeah, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna have yeah. you're gonna have some yeah, challenges yeah. ahead of you in definitely. terms of just getting on track. Yeah. And roughly knowing what you're doing and making sure yeah. that your wheel and pedals are calibrated properly yeah. and blah blah. Yeah. So you know, we um, in fact, a, an interesting parallel here is um, so Jem Hepworth, the uh, 2020 Brick Car Champion, she races with us in enduro car, and we've been talking a lot about sim racing, obviously. Um, and we're she's got a sim rig, and we're trying to 
help her with the sim ring and setting it up and stuff now she's a racer she you know yeah. she's literally testing for w series yeah and there's so many questions she has about how to set up a sim rig yeah. and how to get into racing and, and you know which community should i join and what sort mm. of races should i do first or like what's the journey through i racing oh do yes. i have to start with a mazda oh okay or like a formula v now mm. you know so if, if someone like gem who lives and breathes motorsport yeah. struggles a racing driver yeah then yeah, the- then so is your average joe yeah it really is a steep learning curve and, that, and that's what it's all about for me if i can share what i know now uh, you know, to somebody who's just started the the hobby, then I don't mind doing that at all. So, and I think that adds value to the channel. You know, it goes hand in hand because I think if you want to be successful or or have numbers on YouTube, not that I, I look, I really don't look that often. Um, you've either got to be educational, you've got to be some value to somebody, you've got to be extremely quick, like a top esports guy, or you've got mm-hmm. to be funny. And yeah. I don't think I'm either one of those really, but I kind of try and be a little bit of everything. Mm, Dave of all trades. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I remember. I can't remember if I told you this story before, but so when it, when COVID hit early 2020, I again previous life, I was stuck on a ship. We weren't allowed to go into any ports because of COVID, um, and I had been playing the F1 game before I left, and had kind of thought about sim racing. I was like, when I get back, I'm you know I've been away for two months. I'm gonna get into sim racing i'll have a bit of time off and anyway that two months turned into five and a half months because we just couldn't land anywhere and every time we went to port we'd get phone signal we'd be able to download youtube videos and 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 stuff for the next stint at sea for two weeks and i downloaded gigabytes and gigabytes of your content chris hayes (laughs) content and dave samsoid's uh content and yours and dave's and, and chris's as well were so useful in, in essentially setting me up with all the knowledge really? i need and wow. i was like i was obsessed because i would be yeah. like in my cabin in the middle of the arabian gulf watching like <laughs> dave Cap videos oh, and, and dave oh, samsoid videos being like right yeah. i racing i planned my career you know i had yeah, a lot i had you, a lot you, of free time yeah, i had yeah. a lot of free time i was yeah, like right you must, you start with the have... masters i like the gt3s i want to go through this journey it's going to be incredible yeah, yeah. blimey but i don't think i'm the only person i mean maybe i'm the only person in that particular scenario yeah. but i think a lot of people who who see sim racing as this huge because uh, there's so much to it you know hardware software yeah. even firmware you've got to learn yeah. all of it before oh, no, you yeah. can yeah. before you can get involved and you know yeah. those those videos i think will probably stand the test mm. of time yeah 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 hopefully yeah hopefully and and I, and i do i genuinely want to help people you know i genuinely do um i don't know why uh but but i ge- well, gen- you're a policeman do uh, yeah, maybe so something prob- to do with that. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I might not have been a nice one, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do genuinely want to help people, um, and and maybe offer something that wasn't there when I started. Kind of because I did not. I didn't feel bitter about it, but I was a bit like, "Where's my? Why am I left on my own? Why am I struggling?" Everybody's like, um, "So yeah, I kind of had to figure it out." And it did take a long time to, mm. to to figure things out. Probably a good couple of years before I thought, "Oh." Right. yeah this is what you do before you're comfortable before you can just turn before, it on and yeah, go without yeah. spending 15 yes. minutes setting things exactly. up exactly yeah so <clears throat> let's get a little bit specific right so i always had you down as the i racing guy you did i racing yeah. specifically and you've moved recently to to acc or maybe not recently mm. but in the in my feeds anyway obviously because mm. you know i am just a, a subject of the algorithm i see what they want me to see yeah. and i've seen a very specific journey from i racing to acc yeah. Yeah. Talk us through that. Why? What happened? Well, iRacing will always be my sim of choice. It, you know, that was the first one, unless something comes along that, that beats it. But for me now, 
just because it's so diverse, because there's so much choice on iRacing, and I don't think it can be beaten. Yes, there are things wrong with it. Uh, and even as an iRacing fan, I'll hold my hands up and say, yes, I know there are things broken with iRacing. But ever since the Spa 24 with the grass dipping thing, mm. um, that really got to me. That I, I didn't like it because I saw, I saw it as cheating, really, mm. from, the, from the teams and the drivers. I saw it as cheating. But I also, I was a bit disappointed with iRacing because they had an opportunity to step in in the first two or three laps and stop it and nip it in the bud. Yeah. You know, put an admin in there and say, look, we see what's going on. We're going to monitor it for the next few laps. If it continues, then we're going to start issuing warnings Mm -hmm. and drive through penalties. That's how you would have dealt with it. That's how I would have done it. So Mm. after the first hour, everybody would have got the message and it would have stopped. Because as a viewer, because I watched watched the broadcast and Mm. I thought it was embarrassing because iRacing obviously wants to be the number one simulator, you know, and, and, and be the simulator for all the big events, you know, the Le Mans yeah. 24 and whatever. And it just looks a bit... Yeah. It so looks bad. For context, for listeners who might not have seen it, so essentially iRacing had, a, had an official event, but it the, the model was bugged. So if you put yeah. some wheels on the grass, you would get... Yes. an unusual <laughs> like a yeah, like it, a non it, it, non-realistic it, advantage it lowered the, it lowered the tire temperature but not the pressure mm. or, or one of the you know a bit of a bug with the tire model essentially so yeah. and i did some testing and even even me i was probably half a second quicker over a lap six tenths quicker right and that was the same with the esports guys and i'd heard on the rumor rumor mill that they they'd all agreed before the race no we're not going to do it they all knew mm-hmm. of the exploit mm-hmm. we're not going to do it i think somebody did it in practice then another followed suit and then it just snowballed before you know it, you're in the race and everybody's doing it so I, for me i racing had an opportunity to nip that in the bud yeah uh, well they, they could have done there's no no two ways about it you know and if and if that race didn't have a live steward well they should have thought right well, we're going to have to have one. Somebody's working 24 hours, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it needs, because it can go on. Well, here's, so a, that- here's, a, here's an alternative take. So sim racing tries to mimic motorsport as, as best it can. I mean, it's not going to be yeah. able to do everything, but ultimately that's why it's called sim racing right now. Yeah. In, in motorsport, stuff happens on and off track to, yeah. to, to gain you performance. So yeah. when I saw that, my initial thought was, oh, it's like DAS. Or the double diffuser, mm-hmm. you know, Mercedes doing the old yep. steering wheel back and forth. Like nobody's yeah, done yeah, that before. Yeah. It's given yeah. them an advantage. It wasn't mm-hmm. written out of the rules, so yeah. they've they've done it. But yeah. interestingly, the parallel there is that they said, okay, you could do it this season, but then that's it done. You can't yeah. do that again, which is mm. similar to the approach that you would have taken, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they knew they'd been warned beforehand. All the teams that they knew that they shouldn't do it, mm. so they all knew, mm-hmm. and not every team did it. You yeah. know, a few teams kind of said, no, we're not doing it because. It's cheating. We're not going to do it. It's an unfair advantage. But the top teams, you know, they, they want to win. They've got sponsors. They want to win. It's just like any other form of motorsport, I guess. You know, you've got to put your team up there. You've got to win the event. So, yeah. Um, I th- yeah, the, the, I think the teams, the drivers will just do what they the, the, the do. You know, if, if yeah. their team say, no, go on the grass. Because what blew me away at the Expo, by the way, was when they were doing these, they did the online race and, all the race teams, Williams Esports, Commander. Yeah. It was like a real teams with like monitors, like engineers. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So I thought it was like, yeah, just like John Smith sat in his house in his bedroom with his singing. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, like a, a driver with a full team. 
I don't know if you've heard the Alpine episode that we did uh, on Sim Sundays, but I went. I was lucky enough to go down to the Alpine Formula One factory and record one of these episodes. Yeah. And uh, Guillaume, the uh, esports manager, was telling me about the prep that they do and their teams do and the you know the the physical training and the that they said that they have these like um these caps these what they call their neural tracking caps to test people's reaction times as they're training and they've got Blimey. a partnership with oh, i can't remember the name of the producer but it's like a glasses uh so glasses manufacturers that that can that they have like a for endurance races they'll have one for night and one for day and it's to stop fatigue while, while they're racing like like mm. the the amount of the amount of, yeah. of detail that these teams go into it's kind of leads yeah. me to my next question which is you've been doing sim racing for five and a half years what's the biggest changes you've seen uh pace with everybody uh and volume of people that are really quick so that's probably because it's you know it's taken off so much and it just everybody seems to be quick and that I don't think I'm any slower than I was. Everybody's just got really quick. I don't know if that's because hardware's come on. I don't know, you know, I don't know if uh, it's just everything's a bit more accessible now. I, I don't know, but yeah, the, the everybody's just quick and a lot more quick drivers in the top splits that, you mm. know, you can't get anywhere near. You know, two two years ago, I would maybe sneak an odd win in the top split in the GT3s and iRacing absolutely no way now mm. like no way like if i can get a top five top seven i've done really really well so yeah that's the biggest change i think and i think is that a positive change do you think uh um i think it is because i think that's going to open doors for people i think because we're having that crossover from sim racing to real world racing uh, you know with 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 jimmy and james baldwin and you know you guys with the ford k oh it's very you know, <laughs> Yeah, so it's you know Jimmy James Baldwin, art, oh, yeah, did the Ford, and, Ford and you KAs. Lot, and you lot. Um, so there's definitely going to be more potential or more doors opened for these fast guys. I mean, why not if they are that super quick? And because it is a you know it's a craft. You've got to understand what happens in a race. You've got to understand when to do something, when not to do it. And if you know where to put the car and you understand how to conduct yourself in the race, then yeah, I'm sure that'd be translatable into a real car as long as you you don't have that, you know, the fear mm. you know, that you might get in a real car. That's the only thing, the G-force and the fear of the G-forces. The wall. I can't tell you oh, what those imagine, G-forces are like. Oh, going over the hill at Cadwell. Blimey. Like jump. Oh, I can <laughs> imagine that, I bet that took off there. I was just, uh, before before we started recording this podcast, I was, uh, I was telling Dave how we, um, how we essentially have our own version of DRS in the 4KAs. So if you're behind someone, you can slipstream and you have the, but, but because the, the engine tends to overheat, you have to have the heating on full. So you blow the hot air into the cabin. So you're absolutely sweating from about 10 minutes in. So most drivers have the windows down, but if you're behind someone, you're doing overtake, windows up. <laughs> DRS. <laughs> the drag is reduced, DRS. DRS yeah. You absolutely fly by. Yeah. We're, talking, yeah. we're talking 85, 86 Whoa, miles per hour that's, that's at the crazy. top of the hill. That's, yeah. that's nearly back to the future speed, isn't it? it that's, it, you know, that's... It's yeah. So I can I can tell you from first hand the fear is real. Have you got any yeah. any ambition to race in the real world? No, not really. No, I've never driven a car. The only car I've driven on track is the Nordschleife, and I did that last year because I drove over to the the Nordschleife last year or to the Nurburgring. Mm -hmm. So on the Sunday, Julie and I went for a drive just for and and this is genuine. Gen, uh, Julie thinks that I planned this, but I didn't. So we just went for a drive round after the expo. It was I think it was about five p.m. Lovely evening drove around and found the uh, you know the, the little town the Nürburg 
town. Oh, this is beautiful. This castle is gorgeous. And the next thing I know, I was in a car park with all these cars. And I, th- I said to Julie, this is the uh, this is the entrance to the, the Nordschleife. Oh, funny old thing. Before I knew it, <laughs> I was out buying a ticket. You know, 30 euros thing it cost. A little green card. Are you ready, Julie? But Julie did say to me, she wasn't happy. Like, she wasn't happy that I'd bought this ticket. Didn't want to go on the track. And she said, if you crash this car, as soon as we get home, you can pack your bags. Like, genuinely. <laughs> because cause that was our way home. You know, we'd be stranded in Germany. Was this know, the A5? Kid. This was the A5, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and I did. It was a nice, steady lap of the, the, the Nordschleife. Really slow. I was getting overtaken by it was like a weird little multi-class race you know there's like a little fee, uh, a clio a renault clio would fly p- by then a, a porsche gt3 would fly by and i was like oh, holding on for dear life on did. the right hand side thinking please don't yeah. hit me you don't want your um you don't want your biggest youtube hit to be one of those uh norse life no, compilation no, crash videos auto addiction definitely <laughs> not and i couldn't believe the curbs were like they're about a foot tall the actual curbs i couldn't wow. believe it i thought don't hit one of them either <laughs> you know so it was like terrifying going around I mean, it was it was amazing to do it, you know, to drive this track that I've driven on the Sims so many times. But to answer your question, no, not really. I don't have any. I'm too old now to to go into motorsport. I wouldn't oh, mind a bit of a dabble. Not at all. Well, um, there's always a space in the 4KA. I don't have a license or anything like that, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can. But yeah, I'd like to have a go. I would like to have a go, and and, and I like to drive quick, you know, and I've always like, I've been a motorcyclist for a long time and, you know, motorcyclists are lunatics, aren't they? But there's a time and a place, you know, with, with everything. And I do like to get, you know, a shift on now and again in the car, but of course, time and a place. But could I transfer what I do in the simulator to that? Is Would that fear factor be a little bit too much? I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, on, honestly, I was shocked. I was shocked at the crossover. So uh, obviously before the Enduro car season started, we got a mod uh, for the Enduro. We actually used the Arbath as a, as a base level, but then kind of detuned it down and went and did a test day at Donington, then went back to the mod and edited it based on, you know, mm. our onboards from Donington. So we got a pretty yeah. accurate mod. Blimey. And the, the difference it makes in lap time is incredible really? well because you know you, you're learning the track and you're learning yeah. e- even simple things like which corner should i do <clears throat> sorry which gear should i do this corner in so before this mm. podcast uh me and me and toby a teammate were, were doing two hours at, at volton park in in enduro car and he was saying well look, in, okay in this sim you're going down to second but actually in the real world we're going down to third so i was using third rather than second mm. detrimental in the sim but now when on friday when we go to Alton park for testing i'll have done several hundred yeah. laps and it's you, yeah. then you don't have to think about the track so much and the interesting yeah. thing is the braking points and the turning points the gears you're in are all pretty much yeah. identical so you yeah. you it, it, there is you know you can see why you know your gentleman drives and gt3s are all rocking up mm. with sims hanging out the back of their their, yeah. their, their their trailers because the the performance advantage you get and the crossover is genuinely staggering yeah I would like to, I would like to do something at some point, but but you know, for fun, you know. Yeah. I, well, <clears> well, Julie's bought me actually. Julie's bought me a, a supercar experience that I'm, so I'm going to in in Yorkshire at the start nice. of next year sometime. So at least I'll be able to drive a car in a you know kind of mild mildly angry. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm getting to drive like a Porsche 911. Nice cars that I've, that I really love, and I don't really have to drive them fast i'm just getting to drive some nice cars really that, um, that'll be a lot of fun now you seem yeah. to you seem to have um achieved the unachievable you've achieved greatness in that mrs dave cam 
is Mrs. Dave Cam. So for yeah, those, yeah, for those yeah, who yeah. don't know, yeah. Mrs. Dave Cam on uh, so Julie, uh, she, has, she, uh, she, has a, she has an account called Mrs. Dave Cam and yeah. is sim racing next to you. She actually, so that's her sim rig in the background, right? That's hers, yeah. So is. not only do you get your own sim rig in your house, you actually get to share this passion with oh, Julie. Bliss. How did that come about? Well, Julie's, I mean, I've only been with Julie for five years. So Julie and I same time as sim racing. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, <laughs> Julie and I have previously been married. Did you meet in an online lobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just on a, <laughs> a set so of course, sir. So, so it was a, a multi-agency work thing. So I was police. Julie's obviously NHS, and and that's how we met. But then I lived in Cumbria at the time. Julie was through in the northeast. Um, and Julie, I didn't tell Julie about this sim race and didn't obviously wouldn't say anything on a first date. And then, and, the, and then after a, a month or two, Julie came through to to see me in in Carlisle. I was living at the time, and I said, um, and she she tells this story quite a few times. She said, uh, Dave said to me, uh, I've got to tell you about this. Um, I've got a bit of a strange hobby, and of course, she had no idea what I was going to say. But thankfully, it was just sim race, and that was it. <laughs> but from that, uh, Julie, yeah. but, Julie, but Julie was. Happy to jump in the rig, at, you know, straight away, a, a couple of cushions behind so she could fit. And she quite enjoyed it. And then we did a bit of a challenge. Because um, obviously then I ended up moving over to the northeast. And we did a bit of a challenge where I set her a challenge to get around Bathurst, I think, on ACC in under two minutes, 30 seconds or something like that. And she did it. You know, it took her a long time. But then she just started getting more into it. Then I built her a smaller rig in the corner. But then Julie's now got Simi Cube, the Heisenfeld Ultimates, triple screens. She's got the Cube Controls rim. Wow. She's got like a banging rig. <laughs> and she's no idea how good it is. I could have given her any old rubbish and she would never have known. But she's got like a banging rig there, uh, like a big aluminium profile rig. And she loves it. Absolutely loves it. And she started a YouTube channel just so we can document her journey, really. Yeah. When I look back at when she started and Julie had no prior racing experience or no motorsport interest at all. Whereas I'd done track days on motorcycles before on my own bike. So I had an idea of a racing line and an apex and went to apex early and late. Julie didn't. So it's been really interesting to see Julie's progression from an absolute novice. And like when I say novice, I mean novice, not yeah. having any idea of, of revving the car up to the red line or like nothing didn't know how you know, she used to like shot shift like 2000 rpm as if she's going to the shops <laughs> i was like no you need to rev it until them red lights see when them red lights come on that's when you change gear so and now she, like she just gets on the rig and she's trail breaking she's banging it down the gear she's you know revving the living daylights out of it and she's putting in pretty decent lap times and she's had a race win on i racing before and so it's really really uh it's it's, it's incredible to share the the hobby right. because yeah it, it is a hobby for both of us you know and, and julie's coming in here shortly she's just waiting for us to get on track and you might see some little feet you know in the background there <laughs> and then julie will be in that rig there so how did you enjoy how did you uh you find the coaching experience um i don't find it bad julie will say otherwise <laughs> uh, because and, and i can understand what it must be like because you, you get on track and then you've got somebody in your your lug all saying no you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this. And Julie will say, well, you've just told me to do something else. Uh -huh. But because, because Julie progresses, she's getting faster. Now she needs to take a wider line or she needs to break a little bit earlier because she's carrying more speed. So as Julie progresses, the coaching has to change to suit that. 
and it's it's a difficult one. The amount of times that that Julie and I have fallen out, and she's like, "Right, that's it. I am doing no more." I think we've probably had four retirements this month. Wow, nice. And we're only at the start of <laughs> September, um, so Julie's like, "Right, that's it." But it's so it's difficult to try, and, and I'm probably not the best coach to be honest. I might not be the best coach. There's there are things that I could do differently when helping Julie, um, but it is difficult. Um, and Julie say, "Well, I'm not. I'm. I don't do what you do, you know." And I'm like, "I know you don't, but you know." If you listen to me, we'll try and get you around. So it's difficult, but Julie has made absolutely huge leaps yeah. in in a sim racing. Definitely, it's honestly one of my favourite journeys in sim racing to to watch is is yeah. Julie's Julie's journey, and it's it's something that that we I kind of attempted right at the beginning of Gridfinder to to build these um, communities and leagues on Gridfinder for for women only to to race. Turned out that that was a massively contentious issue. Uh, I, mm. I still don't really see mm. why, so we kind of uh, abandoned mm. it for for the for the time being. Um, right. But I do think that um, you know people like Julie Racing will help more women get into sim racing because yeah. there aren't many. You don't see many no, women racing no. online. No. no, there aren't at all, um, and I don't know why. And I'd, it probably is a kind of a male-dominated um, kind of the online racing thing. It's for whatever reason, and, and I don't know if it it would be intimidating to a female starting out. I don't know, maybe. Um, and I know Julie's raced a few times, and and she's came into contact with other cars, and it's it's been obvious to me that yeah, it's a it's a female name that you're driving against, and the the battling you hard, and you you might not like it. So yeah, maybe. Um, but there's definitely there's definitely potential there for a I I think a, a W series or the you know like a you know, more women to come into the sport, definitely. Because it is a sport, you know, it's a sport now. Yeah. Like a, a legit, as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's a legit sport. Of, well, of course it is. And I always say that I, I think that sim racing is the most pure esports in the yeah. sense that if you're, if you're a pro FIFA player, you yeah. couldn't go out on the pitch and run around for 90 oh, minutes. No. Not yeah. necessarily, right? Yeah. And yeah. if you're a Call of Duty legend, you're yeah. probably not, you know, Booking a ticket out to Afghanistan, no. like, you yeah, know, jumping out of no helicopter. Right, right, yeah, no, it, no. It, exactly right. No. Whereas sim racing, there is quite an obvious crossover because yeah, you're sat definitely. physically in the rig, moving the same thing. Exactly things and... the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing no different in this rig to what I would do in a car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that is the probably yeah the the crossover, isn't it? Yeah, 100. percent sports. What's your what's your plans? Where have you have you and and based on our conversation so far, I expect maybe there aren't any specific plans. No, no, pl- no plans. I genuinely. I started this off with with James, my son, with no plans to 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 do anything with the channel. But as as the numbers have gone up, and and it's probably more the the conversation that comes my way through the comments that it's quite addictive. I quite enjoy that that communication. Uh, I like it. Sometimes I'll say things that winds people up, and they'll have a bit of a nibble. But of course, I'll have a little bit of a nibble back, and that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And and sometimes people won't agree with me, and and I say to people, just because I say th- something, doesn't mean I'm right. You know, I yeah, just because you're the one broadcasting, just cause right? I, just because I think I'm right doesn't mean I am. But then it doesn't mean that you're right either. You know, it's like you know, it's everything subjective, isn't it? You know, unless fundamentally something's wrong and you you blatantly are wrong. But so no plans. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. I, I would like to, you know. The magic number is 100,000 subscribers, isn't it? You know, and I, what am I now? I'm, I'm miles off now. And I would never set myself goals or anything like that. I'm just going to keep ticking on. Mm. 
if people like watching what I'm doing, I'll keep doing it. I do need to find a job. <laughs> I haven't got, since I jo- since I left the police. I haven't got a job because I was waiting for surgery on my nose. Actually, an old broken nose, and I thought I can't get a job. And then I have to say, "Hello, boss. I'm I'm going in for surgery. I'm going to have to be off for four weeks." Right. So I was kind of putting putting off getting a job until I'd had surgery. But I've had surgery now. Is that how long you get off for a broken nose? Four. Weeks? No, but that's how I would. Oh, how long right. I would be off for because I'm a wimp. <laughs> My pain threshold is like no, zero. If you have an office job, I'd be like, well, what is no, it you can't do now? No, <laughs> if no, you were a but, chef. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, when I had my nose surgery, I was like, don't touch me, don't touch me. You can't, don't come anywhere near me. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, but now I, I do need to get a job. I need to find a job. I need to find something to do. I need to, but I haven't figured out what I want to do yet. And this is kind of keeping me ticking over nicely. Nice. So, um, as long as people are. Are happy watching what I'm doing and enjoying it, then I'll keep I'll keep doing it. If they're not, then I'll probably stop. Yeah, you know, if people think oh, I've had enough of Dave now, he's passed his sell by date. You know, <laughs> he's like, that's it. I'll probably stop. You know, um, but I do when enjoy too it. many people start throwing around the term "old guard," you'll be like, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Every, if, if there's a podcast starts again with that, that's it. You know, that, that, that is the that's last the opener. Straw. If that's the opener, I'm getting up. That's it. Turned off. I'm out of the ring. So that's it. It's gone. Are you are you tempted to? mix business with pleasure or are you gonna are you very much like no i i I love the balance that i've got now so i'm gonna try and work completely separate to sim racing or have you ever been tempted to take a position in sim racing not really i mean i do um you know i I do create content for traction so i suppose you know sim racing has led me to to that to, to creating content for traction but but i'm my own entity i can do what i want yeah there's no um I don't have any restrictions, even with the partners that I've got on the on the channel, the Hoisingveld and Fanatec, and and that's only, you know, possible because of the little following that I've got. But I don't have any restrictions with anybody to for me to use particular equipment, mm. and I'd like that to continue. Really, I like to be able to do what I want, and I would hate the, to be in a position where oh, I can't do this because of that. Whereas now I'm as free as a bird; I can do what I want, which is which is really really nice, you know, and and, and that may be. Because I can do what I want and play what I want and uh, and and whatever simulation that is, it, that maybe makes me a little bit more relaxed and enjoy it more, which might tr- come across more in the videos. I don't know. Uh, so I would hate to. Yeah, it's, if it's like if it's not broke, don't why fix it, it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's although yeah, yeah. I think I, I think with the with the the content I do now that that would never change. Well, honestly, Dad, I've just I've just looked over and I've noticed what the time is. It's we're already past nine o'clock and we need to do some racing. Blimey. I could Okey-dokey. honestly keep talking to you for for hours and hours and hours about this, but we should get onto the track. So, Okey-dokey, if uh, anyone is listening and wants to join us, uh, they can yes. find our server. Oh, pit for repairs. I'm in the pits. Why is it to pit for repairs? Very odd. Um, did you leave it running? I did leave it running. Oh, that engine's gone. Oh, so I need to. Yeah, just. Oh. Oh, okay, like I'm a noob. I'm a noob. So, uh, tell us why you chose these three tracks. Well, Watkins Glen, um, it's one of my favourite tracks. I think it always offers incredible racing. No matter what simulator, no, no matter what car you drive, there's so many overtaking opportunities here at Watkins Glen. Uh, and it's quite historic, you know, Watkins Glen. Um, I just think it's an incredible track. And the GT3 cars, especially, I think, around Watkins... There's, it's a good mix between, you know, draft and and 
uh, you can go too wide in a lot of places at Watkins Glen where you can't on a lot of circuits. So you can hold it and you can get an overtake done at Watkins Glen mm-hmm. if you go too wide. That's the main reason. Something I always think about with Watkins Glen is how forgiving the curbs are. Uh, and it's not, it doesn't seem to be usual. Like, you, you know, the most most tracks I find that there's kind of an inherent punishment built into to using the curbs. Whereas, you know, this chicane we're about to go through, you can throw yourself over it, almost four four wheels on the curb. And it's so satisfying when you yeah. when you get it right. Not that I expect I've ever got it right. But, you know, when you feel, when I feel like I've got it right, it feels good. Well, that's one of the big biggest differences that I found with ACC actually is the curb, the the car's behaviour over the curbs, and and I don't think I answered your question earlier on when I started talking about ACC. I think I went off we, off track a little bit, um, and that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but um, ACC, there's it's completely different. Oh, that's a nice skid. Ah! That's that's a nice skid. Ah, I left me traction control off. Oh! Did you crash into me? Oh, I did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> That's I fine. did a little bit. It's all right, though. Little love bump. That did take me... I mean, I've got nearly 360 hours on, on ACC, which is a, a lot for me to, to spend that kind of time on a on a game that isn't iRacing. Yeah. Um, And it's taken me that long to think, hang on, and it's only just happened in the last couple of weeks, to be honest. I've only just realized where I'm going wrong. Um, And, and I've no doubt that a lot of other iRacers that have jumped onto ACC don't realize... Yeah, we're driving GT3s. We're driving GT3s around Watkins Glen on, you know, it's the same layout. Yeah. Yeah, BMW M4. So different. It's so different. Yeah. So different. So I was kind of in the top split on iRacing thinking, oh, I'm going to jump on ACC and this is going to be easy. You know, these ACCs, um, so much easier than iRacing. Oh, it isn't. Yeah. It so isn't. It's just just different. And, you know, it's almost like, in the same way that I said earlier that, you know, in, in F1 and, in, you know, real, real F1, all the tracks have got a different personality. Well, yeah. all the tracks in sim racing have a different personality, but yeah. equally, so does the, the sim you're in and yeah. the, the wheel and pedals that you're using. Definitely. Definitely. So it's, it's, it's kind a of huge difference. Layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah. But then, you know, if you just taking that into account, you, on paper, you might argue then that sim racing with all that in mind, it should be harder to be consistent because because there's so many variables that change when you go from environment to environment and environment, I mean, the the kind of combination of all those layers we've just discussed. But actually, I think most people would agree that it's easier to be consistent in sim racing than it is in motorsport because it's a simulation and simulations are predictable, whereas real world motorsport isn't. Yeah, and I think... With, with sim racers, those of us that, you know, are really into sim racing, we understand how things are going to change. You know, we understand the differences in track temperature, what that does. And, and we adapt, I think, just like real-life racing drivers would adapt. I think as sim racers, we've got a, yeah, a good knack of just adapting what we're doing just to, just to get the most out of the situation that we're in at that time. Way. Hey. Um, hello. Don't you dore me. Don't you dore me. It's not live. <laughs> that overtake was like the one in the Formula One today. Did oh, you see yeah, that one? yeah. There you go. The yellow. Just mimicking today's obviously, current. Uh, the I, current. Obviously, I would have defended, but I just wanted some good content for the uh, for the podcast, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I my, uh, I we'll ignore my uh, my my 1.4K I rating. 
I just thought you seemed to be skipping along quite nicely there. I thought I was a little bit worried. Oh, that's very kind. I started thinking. Oui. I think I just changed. forgot to change gear there, I think. <laughs> I was looking at your car in the mirror getting bigger, and I thought, oh. hang on a second. Elephant in the room with iRacing is the cost, right? So yeah, that's, that's course, the, yeah. that, that is the first criticism that anybody will ever make of uh, iRacing, just because yeah. it's, you know, it's, it is quite Super expensive. expensive. It's expensive, and, it, and, it's a, yeah. and it's a commitment. And yeah. even though, you know, every, ACC, AC, F1, it's all software. It doesn't exist no. as such. Yes, it's there's not tangible, still a, is it? It's just... the, but with iRacing, there's that extra layer of if I stop paying, yeah. everything I've bought, I also, it, I also lose. Yeah, I can't even look at it on a screen anymore. It's like it's gone. <laughs> yeah. That's it. yeah, it's pretty depressing. Yeah, you've just got the the emails of your invoices that you've how much you've spent over the Ooh, over the years. Yeah, well, it's a it's a business expense, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is expensive, and you know, there's there's other sims out there, and I I always say to people, look, don't pin yourself down to one simulator. Try them all. You know what? If if you can, if you can buy them all, if you've got them all. Well, don't just think you've got to drive one. Drive whatever, whatever's fun. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's if it's it's got to be fun. And I've tried, you know, certain aspects of other simulators, and they're just not fun, and just can't bring myself to, to do it. Well, I think uh, so. We were discussing this before the show, but I think um, for me, iRacing is expensive. But and the subscription model—they're the only ones who do this particular subscription model. But the, yeah. the re- the, I I think it's justifiable because. I don't think you're necessarily paying for the content as much as you are the competition system. Yeah. And the competition system is live, right? It works in seasons. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Hey. Oh, I was pushing that. I was pushing that. Look, you've given me one small compliment about my driving and now I'm pushing oh, oh, no, it. Then you've gone. I know. Gone. Um, in fact, I'll... Uh... Oh, actually, it's feeling all right. It's feeling all right. I'm going to wait for Julie to come around, I think. So if we could chase Julie for a little bit. Oh yeah, okay. In fact, uh, yeah. Who's this behind that? Gabriel. Yeah. So, so you're kind of paying for the. Oh hello. You're paying yeah. for the. That was close. You're paying for the the competition system, which is live, so that it works in seasons. Yeah. And every season, yeah. there's different formats, different tournaments, different events. Yeah. Different, even you know, sponsors and special events. So it's kind of a. It's very much a, a live community, a live kind of tournament that, you, yeah. that you're buying into, and yeah. I think that's the reason why they can get away with it because if you think you think something like acc there's leagues you can join that do very similar things but acc themselves they you know they do the one-off event but they don't have that same kind of ongoing commitment to to tournaments so you 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 think of what you think of what you pay for for iRacing you've got access to that 24 7 you know like if you if you you know if you pay to enter a league or you pay your fee to enter a league you got a league race a week or, or something you know it's like I race and you've got that 24-7 race as much as you want. There's Julie going now. I better not punt Julie off here. <laughs> if you see me quickly exit the server, you know I've punted Julie off there. <laughs> and and oh, exit stage left wide. on the camera. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whoa. So, yes, I don't think it's it's bad. If you get value for money out of it, you know, if you spend a lot of time on it, it's going to be value for money, isn't it? You're going to get your money's worth. If you race the odd race, then, yeah. It is expensive, and you, if you buy the content, and yeah, you maybe do one race a week or two races a week. Yeah, it is going to be an expensive hobby. But but I've I've always had some kind of hobby, whether that be motorcycles. I used to do a a bit of supermoto, a little bit of motocross, not, oh, not nice. competitively, just for fun. You no, know, just asking about. Yeah, um, 
and that costs a lot. You know, it's like cost a lot of money to to do that. You know, you if you yeah. hire a track. You know, a few of us used to hire a track like a small go kart track at well Rowra I used to go to at uh, West Cumbria, um, cracking little go karting track, but superb on a super motorbike. Um, so yeah, so if you you factor all them kind of costs in it. Whatever hobby you do, you know, if you go and play golf, your membership to a golf club, you know, really expensive. By the time you buy your golf bats <laughs> and, and your balls and stuff, you know, you're into, you know, serious money. You can spend a lot of money on a driver or a, a decent putter or whatever it is. A set of darts. <laughs> so, it, you know, so I don't think it's bad. This is my hobby now. This is, So I don't do the, the motocross, supermoto. I've, I've packed in biking now. I don't have a motorcycle anymore. Um, can't be bothered to get in and out of the leathers. Um, so when I think of the money I've spent previously, well, this is actually probably one of the cheapest hobbies, and I probably get more out of this than I have done with any other hobby. If you work out accessible. the pound per minute, yeah, yeah, and it's much more accessible than any of the others were. You know, so twenty four seven, whatever, and it worked brilliantly for me when I was a cop because I work shifts, so um. I always had something to do, you know, so if I was on night shift, I'd get up off night shift, everybody else would be at work or whatever, I could just jump on the rig and do do some racing. So, you... Uh, you a little send. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. Thank I am, you, sir. I am sweating here. Anybody who's watched sir. any... <laughs> anyone who's watched any of these podcasts before will know that I am such an amateur sim racer. So, the first five races, I don't think I completed... The race. That's why we've gone to track days, if I'm being honest, because my lack of skill. Um, but the right. uh, so Danny Juicer was our first guest. Uh, sorry, he wasn't yeah. our first guest. Ram Coulson was our first guest. Danny Juicer was on second, um, and we did. In fact, it might have even been this track. Um, and I, uh, and it was a race, right? So this is before I learned my lesson about doing track days instead of racing. Um, so we did a race, and uh, it, you know we we kind of announced it to the community people could get well hello oi, 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 oi. people could get involved and join us on track it was going to be at this time blah, yeah. blah 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 so obviously that's it it's a race once yeah. the race has started yeah. everyone is now expecting a race you can't just restart it because no. one of the hosts has just you know Crushed stuffed out. it up yeah, yeah, um, yeah so honestly maybe halfway around the first um the first lap i wasn't concentrating because i was speaking and and, and asking questions uh, i blew up my engine <laughs> uh, so i blew up my engine in the first lap i was like, oh well that was uh that was, that was not exactly how i planned this to go <laughs> no, so danny no. bump drafted me the entire way around the rest really? of the, the track so i could get into the pits to repair and then carry on the race so i actually had something to do whilst we yeah. were going around yeah um so yeah that cheeky little send there was was not characteristic but that was great it's pretty decently pretty well <laughs> executed that oh, was pretty thank, good thank you very much yeah you're welcome yeah See if I can do the same to Julie on this lap now. <laughs> go on. Is she going to defend? She going to no. go on, Julie. Defend. Oh, You're she, listening. Oh she, oh. oh, she was thinking about it there. She was thinking about it there. It's going to have to be a send. Oh, oh go around the outside of Andrew Bailey. Oh, oh, I'm getting mugged off here. Wide. Ah. Ah. <laughs> right here we go. Here we go. Oh, give no. you no room. Give you no room on exit. Oh God. Right here we go. I've got someone on the inside now. I've not got crew chief on because I thought that'd be too much having him as well as talking to you. I haven't either. Uh, 
Right. right. I'm at the back just so I can get a good view for everyone for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, That's just, what I was yeah, thinking. It's all, it's all about the thumbnail. <laughs> it's all about all the thumbnail. All about the thumbnail. <laughs> oh, just tag, tag the Merc. Oh, oh yes, go on. I'm going to get the outside. Well, I think I'm going to have to rethink my strategy here, I think. I'm yeah, come on. This. We, need to, whoa, we need to do better there. Oh, nearly lost the back end there. So do you ever... Oh, hello. That was a bit aggressive. Do you ever drive the sim to relax have you ever just yeah. been like you know what i've had a tough day i'm just gonna go yeah. and do some laps of something just to relax yeah. not to race not to record yeah just to drive i'm running out of fuel here yes um i do um not very often oh i'm running out of fuel this works come be honest um i do and i've said to people before that sim racing is it's almost like some kind of weird meditation you know when you're in the rig or when i'm in the rig I don't think of anything else. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you you're can't. driving around. No, you can't. And it is, you know, some people will go and sit cross-legged somewhere and meditate or however they do it. It's probably not how you meditate. That's how I imagine people meditate. <laughs> I well, think it's probably that, not I how you do it. That's how they do it in the emojis. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so if, if you are emoji meditating, <laughs> that's how you do it. I tried to do just, that. Do I know, tried meditating and I tried the cross-legged thing. I got cramped you, for about right. 20 minutes. It was yeah, horrible. Yeah. It's the I've least relaxing that, thing I've ever done. I, I've realized that lately I, I can't sit cross-legged for too long. Uh, you know, I sat down on the, just next to my rig here, trying to repair my NASCAR rim because it fell off. And I was trying to find some, some small nuts. There's another one for you. I'm trying <laughs> to find some small nuts. This is, to one, fit. This is one for the, uh, for the medley. That's one, that's one for that's <laughs> the adults, that one. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I sat down cross-legged for about 10 minutes and I stood up and I was literally, I could hardly walk. Uh, that's age for you, that's age. And I, I don't know if it's, I'm just kind of morphing into the shape that I am in the rig right now. That, that, that'll just be, you know, when you see all these old people walking like hunched over, that will be me just because my back will be the shape of a sparkle seat. Yeah, but you That's, just you, you know, just yeah, but rather than just being like, oh, sat at death, you're like, yeah, look, this is this is what happens when you're an athlete yeah, in your, in your, happened, in your yeah, younger I've days. Got, I, yeah, I've got athletic back. Yeah, <laughs> you can just see sparkle on the top of my shoulder blades, uh, you know, imprinted. I'm gonna pull over because I think I saw Julie smashing out on the start during uh, start finish straight. Oh, she might be in the oh, pits. You, oh, she, I think she might be in the well, pits. Yeah, she I, is. I, I knew first because I actually heard Julie scream through your. Oi! Oh, hey! <laughs> I'll join her in the pits. <laughs> that was unintentional. Uh, I didn't mean outrageous, that, honestly. Outrageous, outrageous. I, I can't yeah, believe it. I can't yeah, believe well, you. You play, you play with fire, you get burned. You come round here, you come round here to Sim Sundays and you start... I know, <laughs> and I start just punching everybody left, right and centre. That's it, you're not being invited I, back. I know, I, I killed Andrew in the Mercedes and I've just punted you off there. Apologies, that was uh, unintentional. It's because like, it's you've not got your crew chief. I feel like I'm driving That's, one-handed yes. without my crew chief. Yes, I, I did load the program up earlier on. Thought right when we start when we go on track, I'll just click start spotting up with crew chief, and I forgot. Yeah, right. Oh my god, it, have you? It, it's twenty to ten. Ah! Sorry, that wasn't intentional. That was because that I didn't. Was that, check. Was, yeah, that was a brake check. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I know a brake check when I see one. <laughs> I didn't. It's because I was that looking was at my Bunsen phone. That was a Bunsen check. I was looking at my phone to see what the time was. Yeah, I cannot believe yeah. it. I just suddenly thought, oh, it feels like we've been going a good 15, 20 minutes now. We best wrap up for the last 10 minutes of questions. But uh, we're actually eight minutes overdue. And that's because this has been Blimey. so much fun. So I'm going to have to Holy pull cow. over because poor Steve is oh, sorry broadcasting. Sorry <laughs> Yeah, come on, Dave. Come I'm on. I'm just gonna. Oh, yeah, you can have that. You can oh, have that for free. Outrageous! Got the incident points. I know. Yeah. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really, really oh, enjoyed you're it. Welcome. It was a lot My of pleasure. fun.
and uh, yeah, it was really good to hear about how you got here. So thank you very much, and we'll see you again. Is there anything you want to any say to? your community or anyone who listens to the podcast just thank you everybody for watching everybody's sim racing videos really everybody's content and that helps drive people towards it and makes people aware of this small niche little hobby that we've got so yeah to keep supporting the guys that you watch i do um you know it doesn't have to be a financial support just keep watching keep watching liking stuff and people keep doing it and then everybody before we know it, everybody's going to be sim racing it's going to be amazing, isn't it? That's the goal. No, no less. Yeah, no less goal. than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if anybody sees me at the expo, are you going to hello. expo? Don't, don't, don't be a don't be a Tom and watch me outside McDonald's for like fifteen minutes. Just kind of like eating and, and staring. Yeah. Just 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 like licking his his um, hash brown. Whew, that. Uh, there's another one for you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, really do. Honestly, anytime. That was so much fun. Hey, this is Chris from GridFinder. Thanks for listening to the Sim Sundays podcast. Head on over to gridfinder.com to find your spot on the grid and join sim racing leagues for all your favorite games. Just enter your preferred game, car of choice, then let us know if you'd like to race PC, Xbox, or PlayStation, and we'll give you a list of actively recruiting leagues for you to join. And if you're a league owner, post your league on GridFinder so that you run with a full grid for every race. If you'd like to participate in the races featured in each episode of the Sim Sundays podcast, join our Discord server by going to gridfinder.com slash Discord. We host a new car and track combo every Sunday at 8 p.m. UK time and stream it live to our YouTube channel. If you're looking to upgrade your Sim rig, visit the episode's sponsor, Track Racer, at trackracer.com. Thanks for being here. So the whole point of going to track days was yeah. so that this wouldn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That just, we could just chat. And what's yeah. happened is we've all clumped up on the same bit yeah. of track and now none yeah. of us want to give in. No, sends everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>